And I spread a song so you can sing along With my special guest star or two You like to sing and dance And this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me is a new guest. Ooh, she's new to the podcast. She's a New York City-based performer who started a play reading group during the pandemic called Box Wine Players. It's Emily Battles, everyone. I just love your last name. It's I truly, I usually just go by battles. Um, it's so aggressive and I love it. It's it's hard to lead with because people like their brains short circuit when they hear it. But normally after like two or three meetings, people are just eschewed the, the first name entirely and gone straight to the last kind of prefer it. Great. I don't know who Emily is. <laughs> Who's Emily that girl? I'm sorry. Should I re- redo that? Just say battles. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> but I do have a first name. <laughs> you do have a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. Uh <laughs> okay, but topic at hand. We're here to talk about the Rankin and Bass. Santa Claus is coming to town, which is a TV movie. I didn't realize. I mean, I kind of knew that, but like I didn't really register it yeah. when we were discussing doing this uh it came out in 1970 screenplay by romeo mueller music by maury laws lyrics by jules bass directed by jules bass and arthur rankin jr aka rankin and bass and according to imdb a mailman reveals the origin of santa claus that's it the end the end (laughs) Hold on. I'm double checking. I am. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's all. That's all they gave us. Um, More happens than that. Slightly. Yeah. So is this your favorite Rankin and Bass? I mean, we're okay. So we're in holiday time. Woo. Holiday time. Yes. Uh, Is this your favorite Rankin and Bass holiday movie? So Google slightly done me dirty. And I also just like am lazy and competent when it comes to uh, simple reading skills. So the one that I is my favorite and the one that I thought I was doing until I actually watched it again is the one with the, uh, the heat miser and the snow miser. Oh, the year without a Santa Claus. Yes. But when I Googled just miser, Burgermeister, uh, wait, the Burgermeister Meister Burger. Meister Burger came up. I was like, oh, it's that one. So yeah. Uh, and Meister is not Miser, uh, which is two different no. movies, two different characters. Anyway, yes. so this is this is the Rankin Bass that we got. It's not the Rankin Bass that we deserve. It's- oh, no, no, no. I loved it. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I grew up watching a, a few Rankin and Bass movies. Oh, this yeah. one, Rudolph. Rudolph, Frost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they did Frosty as well. The animated, they, they, I was reading about their company. They do not only claymation, but also 2D animation movies. Yes. A lot of their stuff is like, you could find the list online. The company itself was founded in 1960 and most of the Anna magic quote unquote, that is Wikipedia's word. And I think their word too. Um, It was all created in Japan but they had like a very specific style, you know, the big doll eyes and like reactionary lips and everything. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was their first Christmas holiday TV movie. Uh, they created all in all 34 TV movies slash series and three feature films, one of them being The Last Unicorn, which oh, I know which a lot is... of people, yeah. So oh, that and The Hobbit. Yeah, so I've never seen The Last Unicorn, I'm not going to lie, but we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> maybe maybe that'll be a future episode, I don't know. Sign off, do yourself a favor, <laughs> stop this interview. <laughs> and done. Uh, no, but I'm not going to lie, I don't remember the last time I watched Santa Claus is Coming to Town, but while I was watching it, I just felt very happy and yeah. joyous. How did Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I once I got over the confusion of like not watching the movie that I thought I was watching. 
<laughs> uh, no, it was it, and it's so clever because you, I don't know, you kind of take for granted origin stories a lot of the time like these myths just exist and like it's just a given like oh santa claus is chris kringle but like why so it's really cool that they they kind of like attached some lore to just what's a given nowadays i'm not gonna lie though it felt a little fast and a lot of information was thrown at you but i didn't feel overwhelmed by it do you know what i mean no no and it was um yeah, it's kind of like nicely broken up between like the the action at hand and then like the commentary of the male band brilliantly portrayed by Fred Astaire. Oh, Fred Astaire. Oh. And um yeah, so I think I think that helped the pacing a lot because there's there's a lot to get in there. Like how he became Santa, the antagonist of Burgermeister, the love story that's like just kind of like thrown in there because reasons well uh, <laughs> we needed we needed also mrs, mrs. Claus. claus's origin yes. story 100 percent. but um yeah it, it it didn't feel it didn't feel like chaotic it it felt like very yeah well well paced and well thought out so i know you wanted to do year without a santa claus but did you watch this one as a kid as well oh yeah oh yeah 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 100 yeah. percent. okay so this wasn't like brand new you're like what is going no <laughs> no 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 honestly i i in terms of the holiday ones that was you know growing up that was kind of like our tradition so i i think that i've seen most if not all of them i didn't realize well uh before like you know doing this how ingrained this movie is into my subconscious because I sometimes sing one put one foot in front of the other and same and I, you know I I don't think about it and then writing the outline with all of the uh, song lists and everything I was just like that's from this that's what I'm doing oh my god and then while I was watching it I was singing along granted I was also watching it with subtitles so <laughs> it helped yeah, I forgot that song was part of it. And again, that's it's just like so ingrained in my zeitgeist at this point. It was like, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, that song. I mean, this movie is a little dark. I mean, for like the ha- like the, uh, yeah. the happiness and like the the uplifting ending that they give, there is a little darkness to it, but I, I kind of like it. There's something to be had there as an adult. Like versus that's just something that's just like for kids and it's like overly saccharinely sweet. This has like some some depth. I did read that um, ABC and ABC Family cut some scenes when they rebroadcast it. Like in recent years, ABC cut two songs, which was "Be Prepared to Pay" and "My World Is Beginning Today," which we'll get to those in a second. And ABC Family slash Freeform slash whatever they're called this today, they cut some scenes deemed quote dangerous and traumatizing for kids. <laughs> so, like what? when he's <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So one of the scenes that they cut was when he's defying gravity and jumping around the roofs, and you know he's he's showcasing what he learned from the animals, right? And they cut that because they didn't want kids to copy it to jump from roof to, so we shouldn't be watching mary poppins anymore no <laughs> mary poppins is right out no we're very sensitive as a society these Woof. days apparently i know cancel claws i know but like you know it would be one thing if it was a human doing it but since it's clay or whatever stop like i was gonna say and it's stop motion photography so it's like it's not even like a, it's very like disjointed and like you know like jaunty uh jaunty is that the word that's like uh yeah yeah, yeah, i I know what you mean yeah yeah yeah. disjointed yeah there you go um and it's so there's no like realism to it at all so it's interesting that uh, and well it was a little freaky watching their eyes expand and i was like oh god how did you feel about the stop motion of it all again like it's I I love playing 8-bit video games like I the nostalgia factor of all of that is is like I'm here for it like that that just mm-hmm. takes me back so it's it's not yeah it didn't bother me at all it was just, it just felt like old and nostalgic in a very good comforting way 
I mean, there were some things that I didn't really like about it, which um, I, I guess it's, I guess it's because I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. You know, so like the, um, like I said, the eyes getting wide and everything, his mouth like moving everywhere. Ah, uh, yeah. That, yeah, they do that like weird, like chewy. <laughs> right. When he's, when he's showing shock and awe and his mouth goes from like one side of his face to the other and everything, you're like, oh, that's a little weird. But like, I'm here for it. You know, it's, yeah. it's camp. It's all oh, super camp. <laughs> We love a good camp. We love some camp. <laughs> but I can understand why people also don't like this, which I think I talked about in my Nightmare Before Christmas episode, where that one, though, felt a little smoother than Oh, this one. yeah. Like, you don't, you, don't see, you don't see the holes, if that makes sense. Like, yes. you, it's just like everything's smoothed over, where this is just a little disjointed, as you so aptly put it as I tried to. Um, but yeah, that again, it just, it didn't like suspend belief or, or take me out of the moment at all. Again, it just felt like very nostalgic and familiar. How did you feel though about the live action at the beginning of the movie? I completely forgot that existed. Like the, all, all the news, the newsreel with oh, the kids. Right. I, I guess the thing that struck me was like, Oh my God, that's right. There used to be like these elaborate like credit scenes, like opening credit scenes. And I, that meant, just... I meant before that. Oh. And like the did okay, so I literally just like rewatched it. So it's very fresh in my head. There is a at the very beginning, like a newsreel going on, black and white, with all like kids and toys and everything. And then you meet the mailman who's voiced by the one and only Fred Astaire. I truly and- think my version didn't have that. <gasps> what? Yeah, I think mine started with the opening credits. Because I, I got a bullet. Um, okay, okay. But okay. I, didn't, I didn't remember something being missing. Yeah, yeah. So I, I bought it on Amazon what? because she likes Sorry, to pretend. Jeff. <laughs> she likes to pretend like she has money sometimes and that version is the one that has the newsreel at the beginning got you I, I was like I don't remember it maybe I had a stroke <laughs> it was a little weird I was going into it just expecting all stop motion not yeah. you know live action for like it's like two minutes tops so it's not a, a lot of the movie but still it was a little like oh what is what is I don't think I care for that like truly I I enjoyed my viewing experience sans real people Mm -hmm. because I why so in your (laughs) version in your version though did it have be prepared to pay and my world is beginning to yes which I gotta talk about that song (laughs) those songs they are wild (laughs) some there's some problematic connotation in both yes. of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I was not listening to the lyrics in My World is Beginning Today because all of a sudden you're like, what is going on with this weird, did I take acid or are we on acid? What's going on? Yeah, the, the sequence is also like crazy the way that they shot it. Like it, it feels like you just like are suddenly in the seventies, like <laughs> rock ballad. Fantasia. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you, you see her as claymation, then you see her as 2D. And then when the town started like morphing into colors, I was just like, what am I doing <laughs> with my it's like that there's that weird like blurred in and out of focus or it's like <laughs> what yeah it's it's wild I don't remember that in any other thing but I could be not I could be blocking out like I feel like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is the one I've seen the most out of yeah. all of the Rankin and Bass and they don't really have that trippy moment also that was like six years before this movie came out so they grew a little it seems like it's interesting like I feel the other songs for better or for worse feel like 
musical numbers, you know, like performed by the characters. This just went to straight up music video, like 1970. <laughs> I mean, I understand the the message of the song. Like they wanted sure. to have give uh, Miss Jessica a a sort of I want song or a yeah. sort of ballady. I don't think that's the right song, but who I am I? Him. Everything else in the life doesn't matter except this man. Yeah, it's like, who am I to stop them from? I mean, I'm nobody, literally, because yeah. they're, uh, I think one of them is dead and the other one probably doesn't, under, doesn't listen. Unfortunately, he's not a subscriber, but... <laughs> I've got notes. <laughs> Insane. Now, be prepared to pay. Also, apparently also known as if you sit on my lap today, which crazy. So um, for those of you who aren't familiar with this movie or this particular song, uh, it basically, it is a instructional uh, take on you have to sit on Santa's lap and give him kisses in order to get your toy. But it also is like giving me mixed signals <laughs> where it sounds a little threatening oh that's the other thing that I wanted to talk about too is like I don't know I I always kind of like picture Santa's being like this like sweet kind of like benevolent soul but in this movie he's like super aggressive like you know he's like I'll know if you're been bad or good I know if you'll be like if you're smiling he's like you know turn that frown upside down or you're not getting a toy it's like whoa Santa like cool it off whoa I you're at a 10 I need you at like a six he's kind of like he's kind of a bully that's an overstatement but like he it's it's he is aggressive he has his bullying moments how about that because then there are other moments where he's like absolutely fuck you, Burger Meister, Meister Burger. I'm going to give these kids toys. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but this movie obviously obviously has the titular song, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That is the only song written by other people because uh, it's a, you know, real, real song. Yes. They, they tease it throughout, which I kind of like uh, until like the bitter end where all of a sudden they're like, now we're gonna actually sing the song and not you know make it dialogue or have Fred Astaire sing a line at the beginning right and I didn't I didn't know which came first chicken or egg like I thought oh was this song written for the movie but it turns out the song was first recorded in like 1934 and then of course the movie was in 1970 so I did the song came before the movie I did read a thing that, like, besides the animation style of Rankin and Bass, a lot of their movie titles are based off of songs. Uh, if you really think about it, you know, so yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, Little Drummer Boy, all of those songs predated the movie. Did I yes. say the right word? I think yeah. I said the right word. <laughs> oh, God, this movie was just so good, and I'm so happy like, I'm in a good mood. I'm going to go to work later and be in such a happy mood. Hopefully it sticks. But... Before it, life shits on you. <laughs> before like, yeah. But in terms of, like, an origin story, do you feel like this holds water? Yes. And... Or does it feel a little... Like, I mean, no. there's, there are some parts that feel a little forced. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. And it just sucks because, like, in... In terms of like the the common zeitgeist, like I feel like we're in the golden age of origin stories, like with all like the Marvel movies and like, you know, fantasy books and all that fun stuff. So I feel like we we kind of it seems like it's it's modernly done like a little bit more elegantly. Um, where here is like, all right, let's explain all the stuff about like the the Santa myth and like try to wrap it up in a little bit like a, a little bow. And it's just like, oh, like the the fact that they got married on Christmas Eve, the holiest of nights, and that's why the you know the the holiday exists, and you get presents on Christmas Eve. It's just like, and and now we're talking about religion. Like, it's, it was very strange. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was, but like 
I, I feel like also the hindrance was the time of the, like the length sure. of the movie. Yeah. So the version I watched is like 50 minutes long. I mean, for being an hour, that's, or under an hour, there's a lot of information that they throw at you. And again, yeah. it doesn't feel like that. It's very, it's still entertaining in yeah. a way. But I, I mean, maybe if it was like an hour and 20 minutes, they could have breathed a little. Yeah. I still think they did a good job, like kind of incorporating the myth into the plot. Like it, it felt like the information was still like ingrained well in the story, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So I didn't actually look up if there was an origin story for Santa. Oh, I, I didn't I, think of either. I didn't think, I just, I, you know, I, I feel like this is a good representation of like, you know, explaining some things. The one big thing though, that they obviously did not explain, they completely cut it out, is the reason why he wears a red suit is because Coca-Cola was the first company to ever produce an image of Santa Claus. And so since Coca-Cola is very red, that's why he's in a red suit. If Pepsi was the, was going to be the first one, he would have been in a blue suit. Yeah. So clearly they cut that out. <laughs> well, isn't isn't the like traditional because of course Santa Santa's like an amalgamation of like either like pagan traditions or like other kind of like Christmassy folklore characters. I think someone wears red in that too. Uh, but I can't I cannot remember off the top of my head. But somebody I'm, look it up. <laughs> that, so, right in, you know the socials. I'll say it later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just feel like you know, it was it, it it's I don't know I don't know anymore where I'm going with this. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the 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 glaring omission to your point. Like, okay, well, why the red suit? Oh no, it just is. <laughs> it's just all he had in his closet that day. Well, they kind of do explain that that's the Kringle uniform. So like, yes, it's true. That's why he gets it. Um, I do like the addition of uh, the uh, crap. What's his name? The Winter Warlock. I do oh yes, like Winter. That. I do like that because, you know, you, you get a little bit of the magic again, though, like a little bit is forced, but at the same yeah. time, um, what I, I didn't like Topper. To oh, totally Topper's honest. so stupid. Like, he's not, but like, he's not a flat for me, which we'll get to later, but I mean, it. he's, he's fine. I was just like, but why for, <laughs> why for Topper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like the stupid sound, like the, the honk, like I don't, <laughs> why? I'm sure we could look up a penguin sound, and I'm, I'm certain it's not a Canadian goose honk. So, like, or like Gonzo, it sounded like yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, choices but, were made. So, uh, kind of speaking of the Winter Warlock, do you all of a sudden change your mood when you get a present? <laughs> Well, that was, see, that's the thing that was kind of like a head scratcher to me. And like, don't get me wrong. I worship at the altar of D&D. I love a warlock. I love a cleric, like whatever. I, I enjoy like the fantastical element that that adds, but essentially you are already completing that whole arc with Burgermeister. Like he, he does initially, like when he gets his yo-yo, he like kind of like brightens up and like gets a smile on his face. So it's like, well, why does that need to happen twice? Like that could have just been achieved by the one Burgermeister interaction. Like why, why does the warlock need to be there at all? To play devil's advocate. I guess. With what we're given. Yes, of course. And my speculation, I feel like because it's stuck with the winter warlock, that's why they needed it. Because the Burgermeister, once he got his yo-yo, Yes, he did have like a moment of levity and a little delight, but then he was back to being the villain. Sure. Like two seconds later, the Winter Warlock, which I'm not sure if they were trying to portray him as a villain or as like something else. An obstacle. Like, yeah. 
because he he changes his tune pretty quickly and then is just like on this the forces of good until it, like he inexplicably is just like whoop don't do magic anymore but whoop, one more time like that part I've, was also like what was what's your deal <laughs> you I've magic the, you not magic i've got these useless trinkets and we can only feed them to feed these magic what was it like pellets or something uh the corn magic corn Mag- we can only feed the magic corn to reindeer and then also it's like, like but but i'm gonna use my last ounce of power to like light the christmas tree oh i do have magic for like one more thing it's like what <laughs> where are you pulling this out of your ass bud <laughs> oh the winter warlock um i'm sorry that we didn't watch because i would have talked for hours over the um the i mister why heat miser i'm mr sun yes i'm mr heat miser i'm mr 101 (laughs) i still Uh, remember i did not watch that i remember it it's right in here well like i said these movies are ingrained because like if i say island of misfit toys you have the song in your head right now 100 percent. so it's interesting my brother and i and i i do not remember what rankin bass movie it's from and I don't remember the whole song, but there's a, it's, it's a song about toys. And one person gets a, a black cat with yellow green eyes. And my brother and I will like, every Christmas, we'll just like randomly like walk by each other and go, yellow green eyes, yellow green eyes, a little cat with yellow green eyes. It's like, I, I don't know what movie that's from. I don't. I, I don't even know how like we both got the the earworm like for for life but it's weird how like every Christmas we'll just like revisit that one little that one little snippet of music well I've got my phone out right now (laughs) right Google there's also something about like I it's not that I don't want to know but like the fact that I don't know is still kind of like I don't know (laughs) like the myth of it all like where did that song come from Okay, so the song is called Big Surprise. <gasps> yes, Big Surprise. A little cat with yellow green eyes. <gasps> yes. And it's from The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Oh, so it was related to Santa at least. So that one was like one of their last movies because they ended the, well, the, the company Rankin and Bass Animated Entertainment uh, shut down in 1987 this movie came out in 85 oh so, so right at the end yeah studio's last christmas special before its closure so wow oh this is the uh based off of an l frank bomb story there it is <gasps> oh my god i think i remember this one right? we should have done that one. <laughs> oh please Emma, <laughs> battles i think i'm gonna have you come back and <gasps> like maybe maybe we'll do like uh christmas in july or like next I, next please. year there's so many there's so many untapped oh uh, my opportunities like spring the fact that we just picked one is an under is like an achievement yes i feel exactly. like maybe i feel like maybe we'll pick like I, I was debating being like should we talk about two movies since they're kind of short no, let's just do one, see how it goes. So this is a deep dive though. You love a deep dive. We love a deep dive. And we love well, so we're both in agreement. Like this movie brings you joy. Yeah. And they do have a nice message at the end, being like, be like Santa, you know, be kind be to one kind, another, yes. be a little met, be be happy and and all that stuff. So it was very like, oh, I feel, I feel. I do. I do appreciate too the fact that we were kind of talking talking before how it has a little bit of like levity to it, and I love that like they didn't feel the need to give Burgermeister a redemption arc. No. They're just like he didn't change. Eventually, his people died out, and like the the rules didn't matter anymore. But like there was no need to like wrap that aspect of the story up with like a, a little bow which I really appreciate it's like yeah some sometimes people are just assholes and grumpy and they don't change and that's but ha- how do you feel though about Santa not like defeating him you know what I mean do, do you understand what I mean with this I do but like I I think that he 
he did in like an overarching sense. It's like, it, so you didn't get through to one person, but like you still like prevailed over like the next generation. Like he played the slow game with it. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know. I, I think that's almost more valid because it's like, all right, you win over one person and like, that's great, but that's, you're just like touching one person, but to like go over all these generations and like gradually keep, uh, teach kindness and like having all these, um, all these other people also go over to the, to the light side as it were. I don't know. I think it's the, the message is more profound. And to be like Marie Kondo and spark joy in everyone. Spark joy. Exactly. <laughs> Throw away your books. What? What? Yeah. What? <laughs> you can only keep 12 books on your shelf. Like what? The Just the whole <laughs> like stocking origin story and everything. It, it, yeah. it was interesting. It's a very fascinating take yeah. on an origin story. I mean, I also have like a very emotional attachment to it. So like, obviously I'm not going to like poo-poo it as much as, pro- yeah. as much as I have on the f- uh, past episodes, but like, it was, it, it was just so good. You know what? I just thought it was funny too. Like they don't do any other laundry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or any other socks, chores. They talk about get washed. <laughs> they talk about chores, yeah. plural, but you only see them wash stockings. Yeah. To then hang over the fire to dry. And you're like, oh, I know where this is going. (laughs) Uh, I did read on IMDb, uh, the trivia section. So take this with a grain of salt. Going back to the music. During the song, put one foot in front of the other. When the winter warlock begins to take his steps, the song switches to a 7-4 time signature. This creates an exec. Exec? I think that's what it's called. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, or limping effect, which reflects how the warlock is struggling to move forward. I just found that was interesting because the fact that somebody on uh, on the IMDb trivia took a second to break down uh, a song, yes, was worth it. It just I love the wording too because it it like really kind of shines light on the metaphor that like he was struggling with like his conscience is like am I going to be a good guy or am I going to do be a bad guy and like that really kind of emphasizes the fact that like yeah it, it, moving forward or more be, moving toward being good is is was difficult. So speaking in like a sort of modern tone, is there really an I want song in this move in this? movie i don't think so because again my world is beginning today is like she got what she wanted the matrimony or like the marriage and the the coupling of those two characters is pretty much solidified so it's just like it, it, it's less of a i won and a, a more of a i got it uh so and again it's it's kind of if there was a song to kind of stick out like a sore thumb, I think that's the one that's kind of a little bit jarring as well. Mm-hmm. But also like Be Prepared to Pay, that's not really an I want song for him. No. It's so. more of like, you do this or you don't get toys. <laughs> and slightly <laughs> like a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, what's with, all the ki- what's with all the kissing? The kids are kissing him. The kids are kissing toys. It, well, it says in there that, if I remember correctly, you don't have to kiss Chris Kringle. You have to kiss your toy. Right. But also, uh, Topper's kissing him left and right. At Topper's horny for Santa. completely overwhelmed with, like, children in his face. Like, right. Like, he is overrun. And it's, so, it's, it's not a pleasant image. <laughs> Like if you if you think about it, it's like oh, this feels wrong. Well, okay, so I don't know if it's easier for them to animate a kiss versus a hug. Yeah. So maybe that's why. But like Topper was horny for Santa. Like, let's be real here. I mean, Topper. everyone loves a ginger. <laughs> My God, you're not wrong. But <laughs> all in all great 50 minutes of movie highly recommend Um, would would buy again i (laughs) would not buy again (laughs) no i would watch it again like i was 
I was te- I texted my family afterwards and I was like, so I just watched this movie and I feel really joyous. I needed to share it with you. <laughs> now I'm going to do a Rankin and Bass marathon. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh- <laughs> Amazing. I just, I also wrote like a couple things down that like just gave me like a little bit of a guffaw. The fact that he's like, oh, there are wanted dead or alive posters all over. I'm just going to grow a flaming red beard and nobody will recognize me. I laughed at a lot of lines, especially the Burgermeister, Meister Burger oh, yeah. lines. That accent was outrageous. <laughs> He's so they, we are supposed to be in like Germany. Yes. Or Germanic air region but he's the only one with like a german accent if you really think about it and the and the imagery with like the mark the literal like high marching guards as he's like escorted through the streets i was like and like the very like traditional uh military garb and helmets i'm just like well, World War II wasn't that far away <laughs> yeah. from this. So I was like, made... this feels too on the nose for the time period. Ooh. Yeah, it was just like, Ooh. yeah, exactly. A little, little squirm, little squirm. Lid, uh, maybe, a, maybe a big squirm. Yeah. And then the other thing that was just like, they established it and then they just kind of like forgot about, or not forgot about it, but it was just like, what? So they, they, they say that, you know, Jessica and Santa got married on the holiest of Eve, holiest of Eve's, which is Christmas Eve. And then that's also the night he's then destined to like bring toys to all the children. So like every anniversary, he's like, can't, can't celebrate with you, Jessica. I gotta peace out. I gotta deliver toys to the world. Gotta celebrate with everyone, what? Jessica. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I can imagine her like sitting in her little rocking chair, pulling like whiskey in her teacup like that son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I was a teacher at one point. Yes. I love kids too. When do I get my day? <laughs> Why can't I mean, it's never, I don't know if it's ever really explored in any movie with Santa or any story involving Santa, but like, why doesn't Mrs. Claus go with him? He's a very big man, and that's a very tiny sleigh. Well, depending on which version of True. the sleigh you're looking at. But, like, I don't know. If I'm on a cross-country adventure, I would want somebody to talk to if I don't have a radio or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just just sitting there talking to the deer. Talking to the deer, and maybe they respond? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, that was another cute thing. That's like, he goes through like naming all the deer and then they like, they tease Rudolph and they're like, oh, oh, not in this movie. <laughs> I was just about to talk about that where it's like, they make, they kind of make fun of themselves. I yeah. really, I laughed my ass off at that. <laughs> I love I was, people that don't take themselves like too seriously. I was laughing a lot at this movie and it wasn't, I, I think I was laughing with it. You know, it wasn't yeah. laughing at it. Like there was some funny lines and funny dialogue, but like, I don't know if it, some of the lines I don't think was supposed to be funny, but I still laughed at it just because it was pure nonsense. Yeah. And I think like looking at it with a modern eye, you know, like we're a little bit more hardened and cynical. So like something that's just like so wholesome too, it's just like. (laughs) Right. Right. Yes. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat? Um, let me go through my notes. <laughs> I mean, we did therapize a lot. I mean, we did. Yeah. I just, I guess, uh, just going back to like the feminism aspect or like lack thereof, it's just like, I don't know. I wish they had done more with that character in general. Um, well, there are only like really two. Well, there are three women who have names in this movie. Yeah. Uh, you've got Tanta, Miss Jessica, and I forget that girl's name who's sick. Susie. Thank you. Yep. But like you do see a lot of girls with the children and everything, but like there's not really a lot of female representation in this movie. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's just like the sign of the times, but like, yeah, I just, you have such like um. I don't know a potential for a strong female character it would just be nice if they leaned into that a little bit 
I mean, Jessica was kind of strong in her own way. Yeah. She did evade getting arrested somehow. 100%. (laughs) Where it's like everyone in that camp got arrested and she just like sidestepped and they ignored her. Nothing to see here. But like, I'm just a simple woman. I mean, and she was also like, uh, well, and she was another one that once she got a present, she was like, oh, let's fuck the rules. Yeah. Anarchy. (laughs) Well, it's also just like, I don't know. It's kind of funny how like, we're just, we're so materialistic that the only thing that would change our minds about any, any one opinion or like any emotion is just like to be given something. (laughs) Right. I mean. I like free stuff. I don't uh, know about you. Don't don't get me wrong. I I am incredibly <laughs> materialistic. Give me all the shit, but it's just an interesting like plot point. It's like <laughs> just just give someone someone and they'll be they'll love you forever. <laughs> they'll lighten up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. All right, let's get into Strep and Flat, shall we? Yes. Shall we? Shall we? <laughs> shall we? <laughs> Sharp. Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about them, which I'm pretty sure we talked a lot about a lot of moments. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it can change, it is flat. Battles. And we have no neutrals. We're just, or naturals, just I polar. Have an, I have <laughs> a natural, actually. Ooh. I found a natural, but battles what is your what are your sharps uh sharps are definitely uh nostalgia factor mm-hmm. wholesomeness mm-hmm. um the like the the just the idea of the origin story and like kind of putting the puzzle together of like where these myths and traditions came from honestly like the the voice acting is just it's great Incredible. it's great yeah um and and I'm going to say in terms of like the songs, uh, again, the, one foot in front of the other has like stick stuck with me for like 40 years. Well, not quite that entire time, but like uh, it's it's definitely like live living rent free in my brain at any given time. So the fact that it's it's that ingrained is uh, it's a box. And when there when there's a moment in your life that it it, it comes up naturally all of a sudden you're like 100 percent. you're like okay this is hard but you're gonna put 100 <laughs> percent. i mean i really wanted to write the whole movie because it was it, it was such it's such a sharp like it's such a great feeling movie yes. but my specific sharps one is tanta kringle i mean how is she not a gay icon get out there drag queens of the world drag queens of the world get you were a fucking queen of the Kringle clan of the elves. Come on. Uh, I'm pretty sure somebody has done it somewhere. somewhere. Uh, get I, in the I comments. Hope, <laughs> get in the comments. I hope somebody has. If they haven't, get on it. You're welcome. Uh, I mm-hmm. also, I'm so evil, right, that, that I wrote this. I love the visible wires that you see. <laughs> like, especially in the opening credits when they're, holding the box still so you can read like who like um who's playing what and you just see the wires i was like yes this is what i needed in life today um i also for whatever reason loved the kringle brothers monotoneness yes (laughs) where they're like i'm excited right now i'm very excited we found a baby oh my god we found a baby now somebody has to play with my dolly like I'm so sad no one's playing with my dolly yeah I love it <laughs> but in that like a high-pitched like Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> yes and then I also like the lack of gravity I mean oh yeah doesn't they exist buy this- it oh no you went there oh sorry I'll show myself <laughs> out <laughs> okay bye well so the okay so every once in a while I find a natural in whatever we're talking about it's neither a sharp nor a flat, but I need to talk about it. And we already did, which was the animated portion of My World is Beginning Today. I don't know if I loved it or hated it. <laughs> it happened. I, I went through it. And boy, howdy. You're changed. 
we can't say for good or for bad, but <laughs> I yes. Yes, to, to, to continue quoting Wicked, I have been changed. <laughs> I don't know if it's for good or not, but I have yeah. been changed. Uh, okay, do you have any flats? Yeah, I'm going to say it toes the line of like camp and fun and nostalgia and and sweetness. But I think that like there, there are some like oversteps. And sometimes I was a little bit like eye rolly. So I'm going to say that aspect of it, how it's just like, it goes a little bit too far in that direction sometimes. And then I'm going to say again, a little bit of the, the missed opportunity for like a stronger character in Jessica, like she probably could have survived without, you know, marrying the man of her dreams and like got on and like had a prolific teaching career. Like she doesn't necessarily have to be defined by the the man she loves and then besides like the the two glaring uh exceptions uh being the titular song and one foot in front of the other i i feel like the rest of the songs are a little unfor or a little forgettable like uh, oh no the um the first toy makers to the king i just i don't know it just it doesn't stick with me as much um, I mean, I mean, I don't know the lyrics that well for the for the those songs, the first toy maker, the no toy maker, or no more toy makers. Yeah. Um, but like when they played all of a sudden, I was like, oh my god, I remember this song too. Yeah. It, just, it, so it's it, it's in the subconscious. It's on the back burner somewhere. Sure. But I haven't like totally forgotten about it personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I to just, defend yeah. this movie. <laughs> I'm wrong. I'm sorry. No, I just, uh, I, I think there are, there are stronger songs in other movies that, uh, you know, just, or as, as a whole, as a soundtrack, um, I think they have stronger offerings, but the, the ones that are in there that are good are like real good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of agree with you on that. Cause I wrote down, be prepared to pay as a flat. Yeah. Um, it just, I, it was the wrong tone. Like, right sentiment you know to get to understand the um origin of like sitting on santa's lap and whispering what you want and everything it just felt a little too threatening yeah like, like you you must sit on my lap or else no toys and i'm and like even the okay. title be prepared to yes i thought when i just read the title i thought that was the burgermeister song yeah not Santa's well, <laughs> by any means. We kind of talked about this too, but like he's he's kind of shockingly no nonsense. Which again, like I think of Santa's like jolly and full of mirth, and maybe he like mellowed in his old age. But like young Santa is a a little bit, yeah, kind of like stern. Yeah, yeah. Also, if you told me that like this movie takes place in the course of like. Well, the majority of this movie takes place in the course of a week. I would believe you. Yeah. Because what is time in this movie? It's always snowing. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's every every morning that Burgermeister wakes up and he's like, there are toys again. There are toys. I'm like, well, how how long was that? Was that just, was that last night? Or like, have you stockpiled them? Like, what, what's the passage of time during that specific sequence? Kringle Brothers, how long do you, does it take you to make toys? I mean, they're just shitting that shit out. Like, just bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and then they just toss it outside. I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's going to get wet. There's snow out there, but I'm here for it. Uh, would you add any of these songs to your life's playlist? Now, by this question, I... I yes, it's already there. <laughs> it's already... Oh, great. But like, I mean, more like without the visuals. So you're, you know cooking at home listening to holiday music or you're on a cross-country trip or something like would you add any of these on a playlist uh obviously santa claus is coming to town is on every christmas playlist so that's that's a given yes and again like it i i use one foot in front of the other as like an affirming life mantra <laughs> like i i have sung it to myself as like a, a pick-me-up so like absolutely and to others too probably. yeah oh my god well so forward i wrote all of them because like even the ones that i didn't really like i could still bop out to them 
I mean, they're, they all have like a great melody and like a, a, a good beat. Like they're, they're all bops to your point. Uh, yeah. I just, I bought more than well, yeah, I yeah, yeah. more on one than the others. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, it's, it was great music and I, um, you know, maybe I'll watch it again after we're done recording. And honestly, I think, I think a part of me is like still very jaded that I never got the, the Heat Meister song. <laughs> we, that's what I really okay. wanted to listen to. Battle. Battles. <laughs> I, I promise you, we will do the year without a Santa oh Claus God, at some point. Done. I, you're coming back. You're definitely coming back on to do uh, whatever. Yes, she's a rehire. <laughs> <laughs> she's a rehire. I mean, it doesn't. You don't have to be my Rankin and Bass correspondent, but I feel like you're probably going to be. Well, we also have to rectify the fact that you you have a podcast where you've talked about multiple movies and you've never seen The Last Unicorn, and you've talked about things that like haunt my dreams. There's a sequence with a. Well, people know what that is. Uh, with a screaming skeleton and uh, again, nightmare fodder to this day. In Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh no, nightmare fodder um, in Last Unicorn. Oh, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I was like, the people who have seen it will know, but uh, they're, it's like genuinely scary. <laughs> oh God, I'm, I'm excited now. Yeah. Uh, but on, on that note, we're done with the episode hooray we did it the thing which is a fait accompli (laughs) battles battles is there i have to say your name that way like yes i love that you've corrected yourself every time oh speaking of something that also struck me as funny just re rehashing one more time is the fact that like the winter warlock corrects everybody every time and nobody, even at the end of the movie, got his name right. So he's always just like, it's winter, but clearly no one cares. <laughs> it's winter, just winter. Yeah, we've all been there, you know, yeah. just like it's John with no H. John with Battles are just the, the first name is inconsequent. No, okay. Hi, I'm Emily. <laughs> yeah, it, we're, we're, we're friends on Facebook. It clearly says John with no H and you spell John with an H like, okay, fine. <laughs> Not but, better battles do you have anything you want to plug or promote i sure hope you do actually uh so two things um uh i am i mentioned my love of dungeons and dragons uh so uh if you want to hear more of my voice uh and more in character please check out the cast die podcast um there are several campaigns so if you don't like high fantasy there's steampunk there's western so there's uh there's a star wars episode so there's a little bit of something for everybody who likes uh, rolling dice um and then sticking to a a christmas theme i'm also part of a a caroling company so all of these christmas songs uh are now making me a little bit of uh folding money for the season so uh if you are in need of a little extra holiday cheer for your function this year and you live in the new york city tri-state area uh, look up the uh, jolly holidays of the Chris Wade music productions, and uh, you might you might see my face in a bonnet, <laughs> or or listen to past guests on it because yes. uh, Lauren Gismondi, yep. Ariana Armand, I believe Barry Kailoa is. Oh <gasps> yes, yep, they were all past people i feel like i'm missing a few others that were past guests on the podcast that Amazing. are part of this caroling company i i have a feeling my goal is to have every single member uh, uh of uh, of the caroling company to be a guest i mean i can help you make this happen i'm i stand this great uh what about box wine players is that still happening can people see oh. it or listen to it somewhere so we are yeah if you're, if you're talking about like really helping me out um we are on hiatus for the holidays um but we're going to start up digital readings again in the new year um our my goal right now is to um uh, try to find some sort of like brick and mortar or like irl iteration of the readings um which is just uh, a question of like organization and funding to be perfectly frank Um, so yes, I would love to have like additional legs for it to stand on where it can be like more of a a public affair and less of, um, 
like an internal thing. And where can people see about that? Actually, speak a little bit more about it. It was interesting to read it, but I want you to talk about it. Yeah. So wine box players, I might've, I might have put box wine. Um, it's a, it's a loose title. Uh, it's interchangeable. I'm sorry if I've been, I've been saying the wrong title then. I might've given you the wrong title because I've done that before. Uh, wine box players started as, um, my answer to, um, the regeneration theater company, uh, Barnaby, um, is a, a very good friend of mine. He's the kind of like, uh, CEO of that particular, um, (laughs) or artistic director. That's, that's what I was looking for, uh, for that particular company. They specialize in like more classic, um, plays, you know, Tennessee Williams, Arthur Miller period, just kind of like really like beautifully retro pieces of theater. Um, and I, I love that, but during the pandemic, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, these readings are so fun. And I, I know so many playwrights that are, you know, like probably cranking out work and have like no platform to kind of workshop. What if I provide that platform for like newer emerging playwrights? Um, so that's, that's what we did. Oh, uh, that's what I did. Uh, we kind of specialize in like shorter plays, like 10 to 30 minutes. Um, so we can get a lot of them in, in any given evening. And I just started reaching out to friends, colleagues, playwrights, and, um, yeah, we've, we've grown into like a little, little community, which is really, really cool. And people started like sending me plays with you know, without me having to ask. And we've done like, a, you know, special nights devoted onto one playwright or, or like one specific longer piece. Um, but yeah, it's just been, I, I am not someone who will start anything. I'm, I'm a pretty good follower. Uh, but to, for me to like take the reins of a project and kind of like see it through is, I don't know, it's, it, it feels really good to, um, to step into more of a, uh, a leadership position and to have it work out. And it's, it's just been so rewarding to give, give my, my friends, um, a platform for their, for work and, and give my actor friends like a, a chance to keep their, their nar- knives sharpened as it were, like their, their skills honed. And is there a, uh, uh, socials for, uh, one box players anywhere or is it are they on youtube we, we are a private facebook group um okay. <laughs> just because why reasons i don't know um but if uh, it's clearly truly not exclusive at all uh if you dm me in in facebook or in instagram or whatever and just like hey i'm interested in your play readings uh, i will add you <laughs> it again the, there's no gatekeeping you're just in and what is your Instagram so people can DM you? About it is M bats with a Z. So the letter M. Oh, E M. Yeah. So E M B A T T Z. Z. Correct. And I'm actually making sure because I've done that before too. Yes. E M B A T T Z. Great. I knew it. <laughs> I will add that in the show notes. Hooray. Hooray. Uh, and if you want to answer some of the questions that we had throughout the episode, I can't remember any of them right now because I blacked them out as soon as I asked them. Uh, <laughs> or if you want to tell me about your childhood memory with the the movie Santa Claus is Coming to Town, feel free to reach out. Uh, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at buttersongpod, even though I really don't post on Twitter. I'm still there. Uh, you exist. Uh, I exist. Tell me, tell me your thoughts on, on Santa Claus coming to town or Rankin and Bass, or, you know, do you want us to, besides doing year without a Santa Claus, what else would you like us to cover? Who knows? If you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking about the community episode, regional holiday (gasps) music. I will be tuning in. Also, um, if you are a drag queen portraying uh, Tanta Kringle, Uh please add us. That's, that's a must yes dm us um email me your your drag uh i will blast it all over the social media same (laughs) well battles this has been so much fun like i said you're coming back we're we're obviously going to be 
uh, we've got plans. It seems like, like you're going to make me watch the last unicorn. We're going to, uh, I think we're, we're gonna, best friends. I think we're besties <laughs> at this point. Don't tell Lauren Gismondi that. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> she's, uh, she's number one. I'm 1.5. Yeah. 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 Yes. 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 So we'll do, we've got, we've got plans for future episodes. I don't know how to end it. So I'm just going to say shapoopy. Bye everyone. <laughs> Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.